10 to 1, episode 72. Top 10 Doctor Who Characters. Welcome to 10 to 1, a podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer. And welcome to Doctor Who Month. No, Doctor Who is not coming out soon with their new season, but I just wanted to do a month of Doctor Who anyway, because I'm in withdrawal. (laughs) And we got, I feel like we've been getting so very little Doctor Who lately, and now it's going to be a while. You think before we get a whole nother season, so I, I just want to relive a bit of the glory days. Yeah, I think that with the new Doctor, let's see, let's see if they have an air date yet. This is great, great podcasting. Thirteenth Doctor, yeah. So they, I mean, they redid it's it's new showrunner, new Doctor, new everything. Autumn twenty eighteen, so it will actually be this autumn. Uh, Still a while away, supposedly. So we'll see if that we'll Honestly, see if that actually don't happens. Get pushed back, right? So it'll be this year. It'll be in a few months. So yeah, this is a show that we got into when we were back at PCC working on staff. Yeah, pretty soon after getting married. Yeah, and I forget what got us exactly into it. If it was just oh, we've heard about this show, let's check it out. Probably, if, yeah. If, if it was, I don't think anybody was really like, oh, you need to go watch this show. Right. So we checked it out, and even though the first season is really, uh, the first season of the of the revival is pretty cheesy. Right. It somehow worked for us, and I was pretty hooked from the first episode, and just grew to love it more and more, <laughs> in spite of its cheese. It was uh, the first one we really binged hard on. Yeah. That was great. Well, oh, man. Mm. That was so fun. It was fun at the time. At the time, we yeah. We were staying up way too late to... Yeah, we were. ...to do that, so... Well, one of the things that I liked about it was uh, each episode can stand alone for the most part, but they do kind of have uh, character building that kind of ties each all together and then also uh, we discovered eventually that there is kind of an overarching theme usually to each season, sometimes a thread that uh, ties each all together. And especially with that first, those first few seasons, like it was, it was a really faint Easter egg that you didn't notice until much later uh-huh. Uh, they drew your attention to your, to it, and you're like, "Oh man, I've heard this. We've <laughs> noticed this before, but we didn't we didn't realize the connection." So that was kind of cool. And uh, it's about time travel uh, and aliens and outer space and sticking together when things get tough. <laughs> and overall, I'd say it stayed fairly family friendly. Would you agree or not? Or not? Um, yeah, I, they make it as a family show. I I don't know. I haven't thought about it. I don't know how old I would want our right. children to be before they they saw it. Not as young as as 
they probably intend. Yeah, I would no, say, I think but uh, maybe at least in their teenage years. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to think about it later. But uh, really, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Yeah. Um, but well, because some of the episodes are kind of scary. I suppose. Um, yeah. So yeah, we 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 binge really hard on it. Uh. I'm trying to remember. Have you gone back and rewatched a lot of the show? I know we were watching some of it. We watched a lot of it with Megan, your sister. That's right. Yeah, we we did rewatch pretty much everything with Megan. So we've seen seen it all twice ish. At least twice, and then yeah. there are some episodes that we've watched multiple times. True, true. Uh, the fiftieth anniversary and and some others. Uh, we did watch and. Uh, yeah, I. It's one that I was really into when we were binging, and then I would say it's I'm I'm comfortable with watching it now. Yeah, <laughs> like, the fervor I, has died some for me. Yeah, like, but that's mo- mostly due to bad bad writing. There's see, I don't think so because I you can't say that it's worse than the first couple seasons when we got hooked. There were those, there was something about them, uh, obviously, but I mean, objectively, they're, they are very cheesy and I I don't know, they're not, uh, it's not high culture. We'll just say that. (laughs) Um, but no, I still, still enjoy watching it and, uh, we'll, we'll check out this next series and it is, uh, it is interesting. Probably the thing I like best about it is just how they, continue to reinvent and there will be a new new doctor since it's an alien they can just have it be a new actor and right that's just how the alien works it keeps changing and uh morph morphing into different people and so uh yeah so i'm i'm happy with, with uh still watching it but i would say i'm not the the uber fan from when we we first started watching it yeah. that's where i am right now yeah i'd go that far I'd I'd say that too, but coming from me, that still means compared to you, I'm an Uber fan. Yeah, maybe so. Like I'm, I probably don't need to watch. I, I'm I'm fine without watching almost any of it again. Um, there's yeah, there's an episode I... here or there I'd watch, but for the most part, I I'm I'm fine to leave it as as happy no. nostalgic memories no, and no. watch the new episodes and then. Absolutely I'm, I'm good. not. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely feel the need to own at least four seasons. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll see about that. We've we've done just fine without owning them Christmas, so far, babe. <laughs> if you're ever think, trying to think of some good gifts for me, right? So, uh, so we're not okay. So, so yeah, it's, we're like with Lost. We're gonna split it into four episodes for the four weeks of the month. So, why don't you tell us what four? we're doing and then what which one are we doing this week all right so we're first going to start off with our favorite characters mm-hmm. that arise in this universe and so that i think that'll give us a groundwork to talk about like these are the people that we go on these journeys with okay uh that really i guess uh we connect with and then from there, we'll talk about the top 10 aliens, because of course he meets a lot of aliens as they travel uh, throughout time and space and different worlds. And 
there are a lot of really cheesy, odd creatures that they've come up with for this. Like for any any show that has aliens in it. But I think there are also a lot of really clever and creative ones that they've come up with as well. Hmm. So I think that'll help to populate this universe as well. And then from there we'll go to our favorite episodes. And for me, that will span from the ninth Doctor, Chris Eccleston, up to the twelfth Doctor, Peter Capaldi. Yep, me too. Uh, Because... Uh, The old ones are... Not for us. Pretty, pretty rough. Pretty dated. Yeah. Uh, Sorry if we just lost half of our fan base there, our Doctor Who fan base. I don't think we have any (laughs) classic Who rabid <laughs> listeners I, I just don't think there's that many people that are that rabid and the Maybe odds are the they're future. not listening future listeners who knows know. who knows but anyway so we've got our characters aliens episodes and from there our final doctor who month episode will be our favorite moments mm-hmm. so we're so gonna we'll, try and do moments we'll start broad and then we'll yeah. narrow down well we'll talk about when we get there okay what about uh, series? So there's 10 series right now. We're 10 to 1. We're probably going to gonna have to rank those series, right? Maybe we'll do that at the end of our episodes episode. What do you think? Yeah, maybe at the end of moments. Or at the end of moments? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll do it somewhere in there. It just seems natural since there are 10 right now. There will only be 10 for another, you know, four or five months. Yeah. This is our window. Okay. Well... Are you ready to start with characters then? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So there's a lot of different characters, a lot of a lot of uh, companions, a lot of doctors, a lot of villains. And, you know, when I was thinking it through, uh, well, why don't we just we'll go through the list and I'll, I'll make my observation at the end. But my number 10 is Strax. The Santaran, which are... He's barely a character. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> which isn't to say that there aren't some good characters in Doctor Who. However, there's not a lot of deep characters in Doctor Who. Uh, <laughs> I will I will agree with that. And this one, while he might be a one-note character... He does that one note pretty well. Exactly. It's a great note. And so uh, Strax is the Santaran, which are normally the uh, the evil bad aliens, or one of them. But uh, in this case, he's, he's good for some reason, and uh, sort of shaped like Humpty Dumpty, um, very militaristic, but he ends up being very silly. Uh, this one ends up being very silly, and... Uh, uh what i always think of with him is uh, with uh the 11th doctor uh which is uh, i think who he he was mostly uh around the 11th doctor's time and he made a made a clever remark which he doesn't usually do because he's kind of a a dumb character made a clever remark and the 11th doctor says oi you don't you don't get to make the clever remarks i'm the clever one you're the potato one yeah, we so, we used to say that a lot to each other. <laughs> that's true. We did. So, yeah, when I was making my list, I was like, eh. I mean, you're right. He's barely a character. But a lot of these 
a lot of these people are, are kind of barely characters. So I had to stick them on my list at number 10. And that is Strax. All right. My number 10 was, is probably going to appear higher on your list. Okay. Yeah, we'll probably have a fair bit of crossover on our yep. list. But uh, my number 10 is Amy Pond, Amelia Pond. Mm-hmm. And she, when we first got to her, she was the fourth companion, like fourth regular companion of the Doctor that we came across. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, she was immediately my least favorite. She mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. Uh, like this fiery redhead, and that's fine, but... I really didn't like her because she is Scottish, engaged to this really nice guy, mm-hmm. and then as soon as she meets the doctor, she basically throws the other guy out the window, uh, figuratively speaking, uh, because she has a major crush on the doctor. And I was just so mad at her because this other guy is a great guy. Uh, yeah, he's a bit of a doof. He's a, he's a pretty good guy. Yeah, it seems a little wimpy. Hey now, hey now. <laughs> when you first meet him, he's a good guy. And anyway, anyway, he's gonna appear later on my list. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I was pretty mad at her for like most of the series, and then you pointed out to me by the time, right about the time that we got to the end of her uh, appearances in the show, that she had a lot of growth in her character. And so mm-hmm. the second time when we watched it with Megan. Mm-hmm. I actually really enjoyed watching her. I was like, you know, I guess knowing how her story ended made me appreciate her story arc a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, as we were going through it, I really didn't like her at all because I was like, man, she just doesn't deserve this other guy. And then I realized <laughs> at the end, okay, she she is a better person now mm-hmm. than when she first met the doctor. And she's grown and... Uh, the, her send-off is a salute to her. <laughs> so that's my number 10, Amy Pond. All right. My number nine is Brian Williams. And that is... Uh, you were just talking about Rory in a sideways fashion. Rory's dad, Brian Williams. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Oh, well. Okay, yeah, I'll give it to uh-huh, you. Uh-huh. The more you think about fun. it. Exactly. <laughs> he only showed up, what, two or three times, maybe? But, but he's uh, pretty great. He's pretty great. Uh, videotaping, doing uh, a vlog of, of that black cube that never moves in the one episode. And uh, he's very diligent about it. Dinosaurs on a spaceship, I believe. He, yeah. he ends up up on the spaceship. And his name's Brian. What and, more reason uh, do you need? He's great. And I like the actor and the, the other things I've seen him in. So, again, is he, a, is he a strong character? How do you define a strong character? He's a, he is a good character. So, uh, and I don't know. I liked him, liked him better than, than some of the other people uh, that are uh, possible choices for this list. And I'm, I'm hmm. guessing uh, you'll, ha- you'll ask me why certain people are on my list later and Will I have a reason? Eh, maybe not. I just like Brian Williams. Okay. So that's my number nine. Well, I can't fault you too much because my number nine 
is a character that doesn't show up very much, too. For a while, he was just kind of uh, little side notes, and his name is Wilfred Mott. Mm-hmm. Wilf. Yep. So he's Donna Noble's grandfather. And at first, uh, he just shows up as kind of uh, somebody who uh, believes in extraterrestrial life <laughs> and... Uh, He's a sweet old man, always looking up through a telescope at the stars and uh, uh, helps his his granddaughter keep her her adventures secret. And then you get to, uh, towards the end of the Tenth Doctor's uh, series and shows how uh, Wilf gets involved in helping to save lives and the Doctor considers it an honor to die for Wilf in order to save Wilf's life. And and he really is such a sweet man. So he's my number nine. Wilfred <laughs> Mott. Yeah. Yeah. He was an honorable mention for me. Uh, I guess maybe he should be on my list. I'll move him up to number 10. Sorry, Strax. He's a good character. All right. My number eight is Mickey. Remember Mickey? Oh, yes. What I was his last Mickey. name? Somehow I forgot. Mickey Smith. Oh, well, that's why I forgot. Should have given him a more memorable <laughs> name. So uh, Mickey is the uh, the doofy boyfriend tag along kind of character. And uh, uh, I don't know that he changes too much. I guess he he's sobers up a, a bit and um, isn't isn't quite so uh, silly later on. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see, but mostly he's just kind of the the goof going along and sort of the comic relief. Uh, a lot of jokes made at his expense. Um, I, I do remember the, the one episode where he's talking to uh, one of the older characters and uh, she's talking about the robot dog that they had um, with a previous doctor back back, I guess, in the, the 80s or whatever when they're making the show. And uh, and <laughs> he has a self-aware moment. He's like, oh my gosh, I'm the tin dog. <laughs> he like, realizes he's he's kind of the silly character in <laughs> at this point traveling with the doctor. So that was, that was pretty funny. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's uh, just one of those likable people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. Uh, seems like the kind of guy that... Uh, you wouldn't mind grabbing a bite to eat with or, uh, you know, hanging out with. So He's got your back. That's right. He's a good character. So that's Mickey Smith. All right. Well, my number eight is the Doctor's wife, River Song. What? And she has quite the convoluted story. Whoa. Uh, daughter of Amy and Rory. And turns out she's a time lady. And she was uh, stolen away from her parents at birth and raised as a killer, raised to be the doctor's killer. And then she has a change of heart and ends up falling in love with him. And uh, she she and he are on different uh, time paths. So each time that they meet each other, it's at a different point in each other's timeline. Uh, and it's, it's really confusing the way it's done in the show, 
but I feel that the actress did a really great job depicting River Song. Hmm. And uh, one of the moments that really sticks out to me regarding her is uh, she's she's really good at breaking out of the prison that she's been in been put in for having killed the doctor in a few at a future date. And, but she always returns. You know, she breaks out to go on an adventure with him and then returns to do her time in jail. Uh, and one of the times when she's returning, uh, he's taking her back and she says, give me a, a goodbye kiss. And he's like, a goodbye kiss? Yeah. And so she kisses him and he eventually pulls back and he's like, yes, uh, well... Huh, that was interesting. <laughs> and she says, what's the matter? You're acting like we've never done this before. And he's like, well, we haven't. But it was good. And uh, see you next time. <laughs> and uh, and then he pokes his head back out of his uh, his spaceship door. He's like, you know, there's a first time for everything, you know. And as he flies away, she says very sadly, and the last... <laughs> and she she realizes this is the last time for her that she'll ever kiss him, even though it's his first time, because they're traveling through time, through each other's timeline in opposite directions. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of sad to me, <laughs> but tragic and bittersweet at the same time. So <laughs> I liked, I mean, it, her storyline is super convoluted, but overall mm-hmm. I liked, liked it and like her. Huh, interesting. River Song, Minor oh, I know that. Yeah, uh, she didn't work for me. She is probably my second least favorite character in the show. Yeah, oh well. Of the ones off the top of my head. All right. Uh, number seven. So we're on seven for me is Amy Pond. So there's a cross, first a crossover? Mm-hmm. Wow, first crossover. Well, Wilfred Mott, kind of a cheat crossover. Uh, so, yep, I don't know that I have too much to add to what you said. I think she was uh one of the she's been one of the better companions uh like you said for for the character growth that she had and uh yeah i know she seems like a good character to have your back good character to have good person to have uh an adventure with and uh she's scottish so thumbs up for that well that's it okay (laughs) that's my number seven Amy Pond. All right. My number seven is Bill Potts. And oh, she wow. was the most recent companion of the Doctor. True. And, yeah, I really liked her the very first moment that she came on. Mm-hmm. Now, it could just be that I had really grown to hate uh, Clara <laughs> Oswald, which was the previous companion. But Bill Potts was everything that Clara wasn't. Uh, she was real, genuine. Uh, she cared about people. Uh, she didn't lie. She told the truth as she saw it. And she always had kind of a, a different take on things that the doctor didn't expect. And, uh, yeah, I just, I really liked Bill Potts. And she's my number seven. Nice. Yeah, I think maybe because uh, watching her on the show after I cooled a little bit on it instead of... Uh, when we were when we were binging on it in and really fervor. really into it, yeah, is probably why she's not a, not on my list. But a uh, really good character and uh, good choice. All right, my number six is 
I guess, my favorite uh, female companion of the Doctor, and that is Donna Noble. Ah. Yep, I think, I don't know, it strikes me as just something, <clears throat> she's the kind of character that you wouldn't expect to be on a show like Doctor Who, and maybe right. we won't see again on, on Doctor Who, but she was a a, a single... I don't know, 30s, I guess. 30s, I'd say. 30s uh, woman. uh, Not, she wasn't played as a romantic. Like has been in a lot of, a lot of the female characters in uh, modern Doctor Who. And uh, just, just there as a, a a friend. Not super athletic either. Right, just pretty, pretty regular person. And, uh, had kind of a sad life outside of the time that she spent with the doctor, outside the time she was traveling with him, which was maybe why why she uh, wanted to do it so much, but just maybe not a sad life, but just a very humdrum, uh, nothing, nothing special about it. And, and she was, had a very low self-esteem because she didn't think she was special or, or um, like she was worth anything, I guess. So it was interesting to see. Uh, her, uh, that dynamic of her as a character and, and as a companion and as a, a friend to the doctor. So yeah, they really done her dirty at the end, at the I end of know. her story, but, uh, sad. It, it is sad. She, she was, uh, one of the funnier characters on the show too. Yeah. So that's why she's my number six, Donna Noble. Well, good pick. Yeah. For me. Six and up is where it really starts to get really good. Yeah. yeah. So my number six is our second crossover, Mickey Smith. What? I did not expect that one. Oh, I love Mickey. So (laughs) when you first see him in the very first episode, he's the doofy boyfriend. uh, And right away you're like, yeah, he's not going to live through this episode. (laughs) And then somehow he does. Uh, but the, the female character, Rose, uh, she gets the chance to go off with the doctor and she chooses the doctor over Mickey. Mickey's like, it's either me or him. And she chooses, chooses the doctor. Uh, and so we're like, yeah, we're never going to see that loser of a boyfriend ever again. (laughs) And then she comes back and Mickey has been waiting for her all this time. Um, and, uh, he's, he's always searched for her, always waited, uh, in the place that he thought she would reappear, um, endured a lot of grief as people accused him of being the reason that Rose had disappeared. And, and then you see him really grow. Eventually, uh, not only does he learn to stop being so cowardly, but, uh, actually stand up for himself and others. But then eventually the doctor allows him to travel with him. And uh, right. he gets to where he can hold his own pretty well. And, uh, yeah, he's he's he stays goofy, but also uh, in a fun way. Kind of uh, <laughs> what we all hope we would end up being if, if we were, tra- were to travel with the doctor. So, yeah, that's my number six, Mickey Smith. Very good. My number five. Rory Williams. Ray for Rory. Yep, definitely kind of a seems like a pushover and a little bit of a doof at the beginning. 
<laughs> really nervous, uh, introverted kind of character. And then traveling with the doctor and uh, I guess gr- uh, gains confidence in himself. Uh, there's the one, uh, the one part where his, what, what is it? His wife gets trapped in the Pandorka. Is yeah. that what it is? And so he gets, somehow he's immortal. I don't remember how. And so he, uh, instead of time traveling, he decides to kind of protect, protect the, the thing that's imprisoning his wife until she can get out. So for thousands of years, he's dragging this giant crate around and protecting it. And they're like, aww. Yeah. Very, very sweet to, to do that. And, uh, yeah, uh, dies a lot. Gets, uh, <laughs> he, he dies a lot. He's in pain a lot. But uh, <laughs> uh, ends up being a pretty cool character. And uh, yeah, him and Amy really changed a lot by the end of the show. And uh, yeah, I guess combined, maybe I'd say they're my favorite companion. Uh, so pretty interesting. Yeah. Maybe wouldn't have thought that first time through the show. So that's my number five, Rory Williams. All right, my number five is our third crossover, Donna Noble. Whoa. Yeah, everything you said about her. Uh, I love how when you first meet her, she's a super annoying woman <laughs> that you're like, oh, man, the doctor just needs to get rid of her. Oh, I liked her, even from the beginning. And then throughout the episode, you, you start to feel sorry for her, and uh, you realize, oh, man. This poor woman, uh, she's she's just like us, and and I'm sorry that I thought so poorly of her at the beginning, and then uh, she, like you said, really gains confidence, and uh, she has a heart for other people, and I did really like that she's not a love interest. There's nothing like that between them. It's just uh, friends, and she's just a really a solid. Every woman, I guess, uh, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing special about her, and that's why we all can kind of uh, relate to her. <laughs> yeah, so that's my number five, Donna Noble. All right, and then number four, I'm guessing uh, both of our one through fours are all the same. We'll see. I'm guessing our one through fours are all the same character. Uh, probably not. Oh. Well, interesting, because all four of mine are the same character of my top four. The Doctor? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no. I ended up... You didn't go that, that I route? I didn't go that route. Gotcha. Well, I guess you'll have to uh, give your, your ranking of the Doctor at some point. I will. But uh, here's where you find out mine. My fourth favorite, and it's sad, but I, I can't in good conscience put him any higher. Number nine. The ninth doctor. Yeah, I'll agree my with four. that. He's my my least favorite. Even yeah, though I you, liked know, him a lot. you only get a series, one series of him. So, I mean, you see so much more of the others, and it is that first series where it's super cheesy. And uh, I mean, in spite of all that, he does. He did a great yeah, job. Yeah, Christopher Eccleston put in a good performance. And uh, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be talking about Doctor Who month. Right. Uh, ten years or twelve years later, however however long ago it was, they brought the show back. So, uh, great that we uh were able to have him for the time we had, and uh, 
it is it is a shame that he's he's never really uh come back i guess uh he's had some disagreements with bbc so um what a shame but uh yeah it was it was a very interesting character very tortured and uh haunted you could tell and uh didn't smile very much but when he did it just transformed his face yep yep kind of a funny looking guy but pretty serious most of the time and yep he was our first our first doctor so he'll always have that special place yep and that's my number four the ninth doctor all right well my number four is the opposite of the doctor his nemesis only it's not the master, it's Missy. Aha. So she's an incarnation of the master, who is mm-hmm. his real nemesis, mm-hmm. uh, an evil time lord. But I've never really cared for the recent incarnations of the master. Um, I'd be interested to wa- maybe watch a few of the uh, original incarnations of him, but for the most part, uh, he just... He the actor that has played him has has been kind of a goofy evil and I don't know I just haven't really cared for it. Yeah. But Missy I felt was that perfect blend of crazy civilized maniacal evil. <laughs> you know, uh, you can't predict what she's gonna do except that it is gonna be bad and yet for some reason she's helping you out. Oh, so that she can stab you in the back. Well, we wouldn't have gotten to this good ending if she hadn't helped me. And so it's it's interesting, uh, her the way her mind works. And then eventually uh, she is about to die and she begs for her life and promises she'll try finally try to learn how to be good if the doctor <laughs> will only teach her. And she does seem to try and... Uh, start learning how to be good, and uh, I think eventually is even going to risk her life in order to help the doctor save people, even in a pointless situation where there's no way they can really win. Unfortunately, she has just met uh, a previous incarnation of herself, the (laughs) Master, and he ends up stabbing her in the back. Uh, so that she won't ruin their legacy. And it's a super good ending for the Master, uh, that he can't let himself be good. Uh, <laughs> but I think she was a very interesting incarnation of the Master and uh, so well portrayed by the actress. Loved every yeah, moment that she, was, that she was on screen. Great job. So that is my number four. Yeah. Uh, This one also falls into the Bill Potts category of newer characters, so I don't have the attachment to them, but I'll definitely agree it was a really good character and definitely the best incarnation of the Master. And best female character that we've seen in a while, I'd say. Yeah. Very good. All right. So number three. For me is the twelfth Doctor Peter Capaldi. Yeah, I'll agree with that too. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> uh, I liked him a lot, though. Yeah, no, I did too. I I liked all of the the Doctors a lot. These uh these four here, and uh I don't know. 
he presided over a more, not necessarily more serious part of Doctor Who, but a, a better, better produced, I guess, better, uh, you could tell they're spending more money on the budget and they were polishing stories a bit more. So I guess you could say Doctor Who's grown up kind of at, the, at this point when he starts. And uh, so his, his stories feel a bit different from from the previous Doctors. And uh, he, did, he did a really good job with it. He's definitely that kind of old grandfatherly character again. And uh, like I guess he was uh, back in, when the show first started. And uh, yeah, really like Peter Capaldi's take on the character. Started off pretty, uh, pretty angry and uh, more standoffish and prickly, I guess. And uh, by the end of the show, he's or by the end of his time on the show, he's definitely more uh, a little more open. Yeah, more emotional and uh, definitely went through some things of his own. Still, sometimes just doesn't really care too much. Has yeah, a bit yeah. of a devil may care attitude. That's true. <laughs> So, yep, uh, another great character. Uh, I guess I can go ahead and mention that I do, I would still list the Doctor as one of my favorite um, sci-fi characters, even yeah. without, um, I don't I don't know where I would rank the show uh, on my uh, TV shows list when we do that eventually. I don't know that that would be top 10, but uh, still like the character a lot and... Uh, Peter Capaldi has done a good job of carrying the torch. So it was sad to see him go. That's my number three, Peter Capaldi, Doctor number 12. All right. My number three is, what, our fourth, fifth crossover now? I haven't been keeping track. Rory Williams. Yeah. Amy Pond's husband. So, yeah. Uh for the longest time, I hated her because she did not deserve him. He was such a good guy, and he mm-hmm. waited for her for <laughs> thousands of years and protected her, and uh, he's always dying for her and stuff, <laughs> but uh, he's he's just fun to watch. He's, uh, again, like you said, kind of a pushover, but then he ends up uh, standing his ground, or learning to stand his ground, and doing whatever it takes to protect his own and doesn't become hardened or whatever. He still still remains a uh, a cool, sensitive guy, but uh, <laughs> in a good way. So, yeah, that's my number three, Rory Williams. And he's just got such a great accent, too. <laughs> like those British accents. I know. All right, so my number two is the 11th Doctor, Matt Smith. (laughs) Uh, The quirkiest of the Doctors, definitely, and the weirdest. Um, But, uh, yeah, really enjoyed uh, his stories. Some of the more involved seasons, I think. Uh, We'll probably talk about that when we get to talking about the different episodes and the different, different series. But uh, just for Matt Smith, I really liked um, how alien he was and how odd he was and uh, how funny he was. And uh, I don't know. uh, There's it's hard to 
describe the character of the doctor sometimes because uh, he's been so many different things. He's been played by old, older uh, people, younger people. Uh, it's outgoing men so far, but yeah. the next doctor incarnation of the doctor is a woman. And so, um, yeah, they've, they've been uh, more physically active, more uh, retiring. And so it's sort of a an amorphous character in some ways. Uh, but in other ways, even when it's someone like Matt Smith, a very, uh, very young actor, uh, you could still he still kind of played as an an older character, mm-hmm. and you could still tell that from the way he did it. And I I think he's uh, he's a very good actor for all of his uh, uh, jumping around and and being silly and his antics, uh, right? So uh, it was a great choice for the Doctor. Made bow ties cool and fezes and fish fingers and custard, and uh, it's my second favorite Doctor. And I don't I don't expect that'll change. Uh, with with any of the future ones. So that's the 11th Doctor, my number two. All right, my number two is Rose Tyler, the very first companion yeah. that we ever meet. Uh, yeah, I. it may be nostalgia playing a little part here <laughs> that she was the very first, and we follow her life, how she just does the same thing every day. Wake <laughs> up, hit the alarm, go to her job, hang out with a boyfriend, come home. Rinse and repeat, you know? And so she's kind of, she's wanting a little something more. And then in pops the doctor uh, with his crazy wild lifestyle. And uh, she sees things that are terrifying. And yet uh, it's whole new worlds at the same time. And uh, the desire to go see the stars with him. To leave the mundane behind. That's something that I always was captivated by. Was, uh, you know, she's got her mom begging her to stay. And yet she wants to go go see more planets and, and distant <laughs> things with, with the man from the stars. And always kind of makes me wonder and think, would I, would I do that? Or, hmm. or would I stay... Uh, how? But how could you stay on just regular boring Earth and go back to <laughs> your regular old life after all the wonders and glories that you've seen? And yes, the terrors and dangers as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, how could you just go back to a normal existence? <laughs> and so, and then she ends up being a love interest for the Doctor, but like she's a really, really good love interest, and he cares for her as well. You see that, uh, and ended up, it was pretty sad that she gets locked away in a parallel universe where (laughs) he'll never get to see her again, uh, and vice versa, but they ended up giving that story a bit of, uh, good closure, enough to where you feel satisfied enough for her. So that is my number two, Rose Tyler. Yeah, they should have. They they should have. Uh, <laughs> they should have stopped it after they got locked away. I think that was a good that ending. That would have been so heartbreaking. Exactly. I know. It was a good ending. I know. Still, it was a, I, I was a glad little they gave cheesy. It a little bit of bringing closure. her back, I thought. Yeah. Sure. The, uh, the romantic in me. Right. 
<laughs> is very happy they gave some. Yeah, they brought, her, it, brought her back. It felt very fan fictiony though. I know. that that whole episode I, 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 really did. Sometimes I want a little fanfic, you know. Right. Well, I really liked also that she went right from the start. Uh, you know, she's met this alien, the Doctor, who's lived countless years. I guess not countless. Uh, he tells her he's over nine hundred years old. And so, if imagine if you were to meet someone like that with the the weight of years and knowledge and things that he's seen and lived through, and yet even from the beginning, she's not afraid to stand up to him and. Uh, call him out for when he's not behaving in a way that she thinks is humane. And uh, I, I just appreciated that, that she she helps him see so, sort of the gentler side of things as well. My number two, Rose Tyler. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. I think it's interesting how like I, I, I definitely put characters from the second modern showrunner, Stephen Moffat, on my list. Um, Brian Williams, Strax, Amy Pond, Rory Williams are all from the the newer, uh, or, or from his series, as opposed to from uh, Russell T. Davis. Um, and even though I would say... Russell T. Davies instead of Davis? I think it's pronounced Davis. Oh, really? As, oh. I think that's what I've heard. Um, Sorry for just just from his accent, but yeah, dispelled Davies. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting that for as as cheesy and more low budget uh, the the Russell T Davies series were, uh, his characters did feel more real for some reason. I'm not exactly sure why, but um, Amy, uh, for example, felt more like a fairy tale character. Um, then, then Rose or Brian Williams, Rory's dad felt less of a real character than, um, Rose's mom, for example. So I'm not sure why I've, I've been thinking about it a little bit lately, like what makes a character feel real. And I, I don't know that it's something you can put your finger on. Um, but, uh, that's, that indefinable quality seems to, to be more in those original series characters. So. Uh, so good choice with Rose. It, uh, she didn't make my list, but uh, she was a good character. Yeah. And and one more thing that I really liked about her was uh-huh. that um, like you know the Doctor's companions are always getting into trouble, and then he's got to come rescue them. But uh, a lot of times she could uh she could hold her own and figure out a solution to the problem, and so I like that about her. Anyway, moving on. All right, so my number one process of elimination, of course, it's the 10th Doctor, David Tennant. Probably always yeah. be my favorite Doctor, and uh, just came in after Christopher Eccleston's short run, and uh, was just really cool, and... Uh, Swept us off our feet. Yeah, running around and being uh, zany and funny, and... Uh, oh, blood control, how quaint. <laughs> yep, did definitely had his uh his angrier side, especially towards the end. Right. But uh that that also made him pretty interesting how uh he's kind of kind of vain a little bit and and prideful and that that seemed to be his downfall. 
maybe it was it was time for him to uh to regenerate but very interesting take and uh will probably always be my favorite and that is the 10th doctor that's my favorite doctor who character all right well my favorite Doctor Who character, surprise, surprise to everyone, is the Doctor. Whoa. Uh, so, yeah, the ninth Doctor would be my fourth favorite. Twelfth Doctor, my third favorite. The tenth Doctor is my second favorite. And right. And he's really yeah. great. And uh, like you said, when we first watched it, uh, we hadn't realized that he would regenerate, and we were all sad. Oh, man, yeah, we don't have Eccleston. I don't know if we can get used to this brand-new guy, but David Tennant just took the reins, uh, jumped into this with a flying leap, and he he soared. It was so great uh, watching him and uh, all the, the goofy things he would say and do, and, and he had some definite cool moments. Yeah, well done, David Tennant. But <laughs> my favorite, and I don't see this changing either, is the 11th Doctor, Matt Smith. I think he is just such a fantastic actor. How he combines a super, super old, ancient, centuries-old alien with mm-hmm. youthful exuberance and, uh, again, the... The completely alien, different character with, uh, he's picked up a lot of humanity's, uh, quirks and just the way he would, he, he can act kind of silly and yet super intelligent at the, at the same time. I felt that he was David Tennant, new and improved. <laughs> um, everything that Tennant did, he did a little better. Uh, mm. And his his expressions are so fun. His oddities. Uh, he's I have nothing but praise for him. <laughs> and could go on and on. So that is my number one, the Doctor, specifically the eleventh. All right, and then honorable mentions. I guess I I did like Sarah Jane Smith. She showed up a few times as. Uh, just kind of neat because she was from the older show and then shows up again on the on the show and uh, thought she was a good character. And then Harriet Jones, I thought was interesting as the I didn't think of the her, MP who became yeah. prime minister and she, she had an interesting story arc. Right, right. She's very much set up as a good guy at first and then kind of crosses the doctor mm-hmm. and uh, perhaps uh, crosses the line a little bit too. Right. Uh, so then maybe finds redemption at the end. So right, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Or did she do the right thing and the doctor was uh was wrong? Was wrong. Exactly. So yeah. it's yeah. an interesting. Uh, yeah, oh, I wish I thought point. of her. So that's all for me. All right, I had a few um a few honorable mentions. Uh, Martha Jones, uh-huh. second companion, and uh, at first I didn't really like her because. She's got a crush on the doctor, and he doesn't return it, and he's still trying to get over Rose. Mm. Uh, and she just keeps on mooning of, around <laughs> about him. But uh, eventually, like the second time that we watched it with Megan, I was like, okay, yeah, she's not bad. <laughs> and then Pete Tyler uh, oh, was yeah. his dad. I really liked him. Again, he doesn't show up very often, 
him and the uh, parallel universe Pete Tyler. I liked both mm-hmm. both versions of him. And then the last but not least, Jack Harkness. Um, <laughs> he's not Considered a favorite him. character, but he's good and he's interesting. He's <laughs> certainly a very very memorable Wild character, but he is memorable. And yep, those were the the ones that really stood out to me. All right, well, we're going to be continuing on here with Doctor Who month, so keep tuning in for that. Uh, you can also go ahead and start sending us in some feedback. You can go- send it to tto at coser.us or go to our website tto.coser.us slash seventy one. You can let us know who your favorite Doctor Who characters are, who your favorite Doctor is, and uh, maybe you've never uh, seen Doctor Who and you've listened now to all the spoilers of the show, and you're going to go check it out. You can let us know that too. Uh, Yeah, we'd be interested in in hearing all of your thoughts, as well as uh, you you can start thinking of your favorite aliens or your favorite episodes, your favorite moments that you can share with us as we go through Doctor Who month here in April. All right, well, we'll be back next week with those Doctor Who aliens. Until then, I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer. You've been listening to 10 to 1. Okay, so least favorite character. I'm sure you have one. For me, I guess it's probably Clara, which oh, yeah, is a shame because yeah, definitely Clara. Uh, she seems like the I don't know. She seems like she should have been a likable character, but uh, I don't I know. She was very inconsistent and tells lies about everything, even things that she doesn't need to lie about. Hmm. That was what really got to me. I was like, girl. I think it just, she became a compulsive liar and got to where she couldn't stop telling lies. Well, she became more and more like the doctor. The doctor does lie a lot. Yeah. So maybe in that way she was becoming like him. But in the doctor, it's kind of interesting, whereas in Clara, it's just hateful. (laughs) I suppose. Yeah, I, I don't know. The doctor needs the human... Uh, companion to help turn him away from when he's going bad, as it were, and when she just fell right in line with him. It's just, ah, uh, hmm. you need to go, Clara. <laughs> <laughs>